0: You are listening to Their Story Outdoor Podcast, where you will hear stories about people's experiences in the outdoor world. Some stories are about pursuing wildlife, and some are about being part of the outdoor industry. Either way, I hope you learned something to help you with your story. Today's episode is brought to you by HBC Company. For all of your food plot needs, it's all about fresh seed. Find HBC Seed Company on the web at www.hornybuckseed.com. Welcome to Their Story Outdoors. This is episode three. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with Johnny King from Barneville, Wisconsin. Uh, Johnny shot the magnificent buck uh, known today as the King Buck. It was a six by six. Uh, It was shot on a family farm that they've had uh, in their family for 70 years. Uh, The deer was harvested on November 18th of 2006. So there's a little background on uh, the King Buck and Johnny so let's move on johnny how are you doing today
1: good how are you
0: i'm i'm great great looking forward to the upcoming hunting season i'm sure you are as well
1: oh yeah it's just around the corner here before you know it
0: yeah johnny i want to talk to you today about uh november 18th of 2006 um you shot a magnificent buck and uh, I know a lot of people really haven't heard the backstory behind it, so that's what I want to talk about uh, during the podcast today. Um, yep, not a problem. So to get started, uh, let's hear a little bit about uh, you.
1: Well, uh, I'm, cur- I'm, in, I'm in sales. i do an, um, in sales for an insulation company, Rainbow Insulators. I currently live in Barneville, Wisconsin. I'm married, have a daughter, and uh, just... Built a house a couple of years ago, so there's always endless projects, you know, landscaping, keeping up the property, and things like that. So,
0: okay, nice. Uh, you're the home of uh, Vortex Optics now, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> around just eight miles away, so not too far. Yeah,
0: perfect, perfect. Johnny, how long have you been uh hunting?
1: I started when I was 12 years old, so I'm currently 48 years, so do the math. Uh, <laughs> eight, uh, what are, what are we up to? 38 years, 38 years.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a
1: long time. time. It doesn't seem like it. It it flew.
0: Time flies, doesn't it? Oh, it does. (laughs) Uh, Do you hunt as a family then family group aunt, uncles or brothers and
1: brothers, cousins and uncles. Yep. Um, where we, where I shot the deer, it was a family farm. My grandpa bought it in the early 1950s. Um, and, Raised eight kids there. My mom grew up there, and my uncle Pat ended up buying the farm from my grandpa, and that's where we still hunt today. So it's been in the family for, you know, going on 70 years.
0: Wow, there's a lot of history there then.
1: A lot of history. A lot of history.
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about that day. How did your day start off on November 18th of 2006?
1: Well, I usually get up, and we meet at my mom's for breakfast. That's kind of a tradition. She gets up in the morning and makes us a big breakfast for me and my brother. And uh, when we finish up breakfast, then we head down to my Uncle Pat's in Finmore, which is probably about an hour away. So we get to my Uncle Pat's, and we usually get there just before daybreak. And, you know, everybody's kind of getting out of the trucks, depending on if you're late or early or whatever, and trying to get all your gear together and say hi and, hey, where are you going to sit? And, hey, are, we gonna, where are we gonna, what drives are we going to do today or what time you guys want to meet and kind of regroup everything. So that's usually, so the morning, we usually sit until about nine o'clock. That's kind of the plan. Everybody kind of goes to their spot and sits on the ground. We don't actually have tree stands or trail cameras or anything like that. It's kind of real old school. So it might be, you know, a guy goes and sits along a stump along the fence line, or, hey, I'm going to be up by the big oak or whatever. Everything's kind of (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so every, so that's how it goes. We sit there and everybody kind of. You know, you're, you're sitting there in the morning and everything's exciting. And then all of a sudden you hear a couple shots and then you're like, well, did uncle Bob get one? Or is that Jeff? So you're kind of waiting to everybody to get together about nine o'clock to see, you know, did somebody get anything? That's kind of, you know, exciting. Sure. Yeah. So we all got back that morning and I, I think my uncle Dale shot one that morning, a buck. I don't think anybody else got anything. So, you know, we just kind of regroup what drives are we going to do for the day? Um, because usually we just sit till nine and then we drive and then we sit in the afternoon again.
0: Okay. So, do you just it sounds like a traditional Wisconsin hunt back in the day where uh, that's what families did? Um, Everybody got together, hunted for a few hours, and then make small drives and, and see what deer you can push around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what happened after that then? Uh, you said, So we, said you said we decided
1: morning. to do, we, we decided to do, we sat in the morning, then we regrouped around nine o'clock, had a sandwich and, you know, talked about what we were going to do. We decided to do the pine knob. That's what we call this drive. It's basically just a small knob. It's probably only, oh geez, five, not even five acres. It's just a little knob behind my uncle's house. And we all set up and drove, drive it. And at that time, you know, we drove it I'm the youngest. So pretty much I do all the driving. I never get to stand. So I'm pushing the deer from my uncle's and, older cousins and my brother sure and uh, so we got done with the drive got back to the buildings we didn't get anything so then we decided that uh, we were gonna go up and do this drive and it was kind of an it was an old across from my uncle's old farm originally I had three uncles that all owned farms right down you know right next to each other uh, Stassi's owned it at the time but they we had an agreement that you know we, they'd always let us hunt it so we decided to do that drive next and usually, I like I said, I'm always the the person that uh, always does the deer drives. But for some reason, my brother said, "Hey Johnny, do you want to sit this one?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, sure, I'll sit."
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: so, absolutely, because this this drive is pretty. It's it takes about an hour and a half, and it's uh, not the nicest woods to go through with a multi floor and things like that. But oh, we yeah. usually kick a lot of deer out of it. Yeah. So. So we all decided where everybody's going to stand. It only takes two drivers to get through it because it's pretty much a narrow woods, but it's just long and it takes a little bit of time to get through it. Okay. So I no more than got to where I was going to sit. I sit basically by a telephone pole on a fence line, and I just sat down and I was just getting my stuff out, you know, my bullets, just kind of sitting there. I looked to my right and here it came, the King Buck, um, just to my right. And I just saw a glimpse of it because then there was like a knoll where it kind of, I couldn't see it anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, because my uncle, I could see him. And, but the deer was on the other side of the hill. So he had clear view of it, but it was a little bit windy that day. Okay. So he was, and he's older. So he was trying to get out of the wind. So he was on the side of the truck oh. and he didn't see it right away. So here's his deer probably within a hundred yards of him and he wasn't shooting. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you know, I heard a couple shots go, and I'm like, oh, my God, did he get it? Did he get it? You know, and I'm looking. And then all of a sudden, I see him about 150 yards away with me, from me in the woods ahead of me. So the drive didn't even start yet, but he ran from the woods behind us into the uh, woods we were driving. Okay. So he came from behind me. So then all of a sudden, I seen two doe behind, with him, and I'm like, oh, my God. So he was chasing those does and I walked by him cause I walked through that draw that he came out of. Not like, like I said, I no more than sat down. So he had to have watched me walk right by him, but he was hot on those does. Sure. So then I watched him for a second and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, he's just standing there. I don't think my uncle hit him. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be a really good shot. So I'm already sitting down. I put the, my 30, 30 Savage on my knee and I'm like, this has got, this shot's got to come. So I shot, and all of a sudden, I could see that a weird back. So the only thing I had to see of him was his front shoulder. So I'm like, I knew I hit him good. And at that point, I'm like, well, I really can't see him. But there's like, for me to him, there's like a set-aside field in the tall grass. So at this point, I decided that I'm going to take off crawling. And if if I can, every once in a while, I'll just peek my head up. And if I see him, I'll take a shot at him. Sure. Well, I did this for probably two or three times. I, I peeked my head up, and if I could see him. I would shoot at him, not knowing, you know, if I hit him or, and I didn't shoot every time that I tried to look for him. Right. Um, But he never ran out of these woods. I mean, he just kind of go back and forth. Wow. So I got to the point where I got to this fence line and I'm like, well, it's your, it's you got to do it now. (laughs) So I stood up and there he was. And I shot and he went over the hill and I'm like, oh my God, did I get him or not? So I jumped the fence and I ran up to the top of the hill and I couldn't see him. But at this point I decided that, I'm going to just watch both these draws because I know that he didn't go back where I was or the other draw and I could see the drivers. They were just getting started on the drive. Okay. So I stood there and waited and waited and waited for like, it seemed like forever, but it was probably only an hour by the time they came back and they actually kicked him back out to me. So then he came running towards me and I shot and he dropped again and I ran up to where I thought he was. And all of a sudden at this point, now he's running down the hill. I'm like, oh my God. So then I shoot again and again he falls to the ground. And you know, I'm thinking, this was the toughest year I've ever seen in my life. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so um, so at this point, I'm out of bullets. I had my I have an old hunting, you know, suit that I wear and it's got a hole in it, and I just had my bullets in there, and I'm reaching for them whenever I need to put something in there. So I'm like, oh my god. So I see Brad, he's coming. My cousin, Brad, he's coming kind of towards me. And I'm like, Brad, I'm out of bullets. You need to help me. So he runs down and the, the deer was hurt. He couldn't jump the fence. So okay. we had to basically shoot him one more time. And and then uh, we walked up to it and it was pretty amazing. You know, we are just, you know, high-fiving. This is the biggest thing we've ever seen. And uh, so my cousin, this is kind of funny. He's actually, stri- he's like sitting on the deer, holding up the rack, right? Okay. So, and he's got both hands on it. And I'm just like, you know, kind of, I'm winded. We're both winded, you know, because <laughs> right. we're running down this hill. And all of a sudden, I walk around and the deer sees me. Well, we thought the deer was dead, but it wasn't. So he went to get up and kicked my, or my cousin Brad was sitting on his back, right? So when the deer went to get up, it kind of pushed him off. And then at this point, Brad is holding one side of the rack on his hands. Oh, no. And we're like, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck yeah. happened? Right. Well. One of the shots, the last shot, I think when I took, when he was running down the hill away from me, I actually shot it through the main. Okay. Yeah. And we wow. kind of put the puzzle together. That's kind of what happened. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: So then after that, then uh, after the deer took off, then you were able to, to get it right after that or.
1: or oh yeah. Yeah. It didn't go far. It just, okay. kicked, it just kind of bunked him off. It didn't go, you know, just, it was just one last kind of heave up into, you know, nice yeah
0: what what was your thought johnny when you walked up to that buck i mean i know you're winded but were you like oh my gosh (laughs) well
1: like i said we're kind of old school we never ever nobody's ever had a deer scored i had no idea i mean i don't want to sound ignorant ignorant but i i had no idea that 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 deer was that big i mean we were you know pretty happy and you know high fives and took a lot of pictures yeah um but yeah, it was amazing because I was not even going to have that deer scored because with the break I'm like, well they're they're not going to accept it. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Did so,
0: did you did you have any history with this deer? I mean, had you ever seen it. never saw it. Never saw it. Wow.
1: A so, guy that bought my uncle ended up selling one part of his farm and a guy was bull hunting and he saw it, but he never said anything until after we shot it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Huh. Nobody ever had any sheds or anything, so it was kind of a ghost deer. Or?
1: a different farmer had actually the sheds from the year before because then after i shot it uh he ended up calling me and just said hey i got these sheds i think it might be the sheds of your deer do you mind if i come over to your house and he brought the sheds over and we compared it you know with the the brow tines and how everything and we're like oh yeah this has got to be the same so wow
0: yeah wow. Had, had it to you had it grown quite a bit in that year's time then from I the sheds about 25 inches oh yeah. wow it was
1: like over 200 as a 10 pointer, and then grossed over 225 as a as a 12 pointer.
0: Wow, nice, nice. Uh, did you have the deer age by chance?
1: When I shot it, it was five and a half. So five, the sheds are four and a half.
0: Five and a half, so it was definitely at its a good mature buck, definitely. Oh, yeah. Hey, I heard from somebody I I don't remember who, but there was some history behind the gun that you were um, that you're using today. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. I don't know where that originally came from, but my dad actually had the gun, so I don't know if he had it from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hunted for a while, and then he kind of gave it up, and then we, were, we grew up on a farm. So he ended up just letting it sit in the corner of the milk house. Well, the moisture and everything over the years, it just kind of got rusty. And uh, then when my brother started to hunt when he wanted to be when he was 12 um he actually took the gun to my uncle pat's where i shot the deer and him and my uncle pat actually sanded everything down took it all apart and redid the thirty thirty. and then my brother used it until i was 12 and then he passed it down to me and then i used it for oh my gosh probably 30 years and then i passed it down to my um brother's son austin wow there's so the gun
0: a lot of history I
1: got, the first picture I got of my dad and my brother it's probably fifty years ago a, okay a, a picture of the gun and my dad with the buck and my brother and uh, sister in the picture
0: so wow like, <laughs> yeah
1: that that's
0: that's very cool that's a lot of tradition there uh sounds like a lot of tradition with the deer hunt with the family um I love to see that i I grew up uh in a the same kind of hunting environment with my father and, and my two brothers and we always went out opening weekend as a family and uh like you you know had breakfast first talked we didn't have the tree stanzas either we just had names for you know the oak tree the pasture you know wherever we were sitting we no uh,
1: or whatever yeah it's yeah, it, amazing yeah, it's, it's a lot different offer, today yeah. isn't it oh yeah oh yeah
0: yeah 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 hey so now um now you travel around with jay fish uh jay's a just an excellent um individual i got to meet him along with you a few years back in in green bay and you guys travel around and actually let people hold the antlers and 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 take pictures with the antlers and you um how has that been
1: Uh, it's been great um i've known jay ever since i shot the deer um and um at one point in 2010, you couldn't ask for a better guy. I mean, he did so much for the deer trying to get let out there to let people see it. And I just didn't have the time or the resources and, or the know-how or the people. So I ended up selling the deer to Jay Fish. And he always told me that he would keep me included and let me know what's going on. But I didn't want to be one of those people that just kept it in my house. I wanted people to see it. And I knew that Jay Fish could deliver that. And it's been awesome. I mean, like if I can make a show, I'll make it. If I can't, Jay, you know, he does a great job of representing the deer and me and just the hunting community. So it's been a great situation to be in.
0: Yeah. It, and
1: it, as far as people holding it, it's like, there's nothing better. Like when you go to a deer show and you get a four-year-old little kid comes up and he's smiling from me to ear holding that and taking a picture. So right. that's, that's what it's all about.
0: I, I bet yep. you as you walk around with that the crowd just kind of follows you too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Mean, it, oh, yeah. It, it's so yeah. impressive. It's 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 so impressive. Yep. So are you but looking? that's for, what it's there for? Yeah. Enjoy no, it. absolutely. And and that's you know, um how I met you was through uh, uh, Doug Costrava from Horny Buck Seed and he asked me to come up to the Green Bay show and said you were gonna be up there with with Jay and uh to come up and see that deer and when I did I was just amazed and I was surprised that you could actually, you know, you were able to hold the original uh antlers and and take pictures with it. That's so awesome uh to uh show that buck like that. Um it's
1: Yeah, people are actually surprised. This is the real one and then they wanna give it back. We're like, no no no, it's fine. Just (laughs) take your picture. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I saw two great ones this morning. I mean, about a mile away from my house. I mean, two nice bucks running together. It was nice. Cool. It was a little bit dark, but it was, they were nice bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the fall. I've got a five-and-a-half-year-old that I would like to get a crack at. I don't know if I will or not, but uh, not nearly as big as, as your deer, Johnny. Um, but uh, it's still going to be a trophy to me.
1: Well, good luck. They're all trophies.
0: Yeah. Well, and good luck to you this this fall. Well, Johnny, thank you for spending some time with us and and telling us about uh, your day of hunting and shooting, one of the biggest deer ever shot in North America. Um, So, Johnny, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate it.
0: All right. We'll talk again soon, okay?
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Their Story Outdoors. Check us out on our social media accounts. Facebook, Their Story Outdoors. Instagram their story outdoors or on the web at www.scrapelinehunters.com then on the header click on their story outdoors. Hey and if you could give us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd like to get five stars from you and comment anything you want because we're interested to hear what you have to say.